0: Thanks for joining us for another full-length message from Matt Spinks at The Firehouse Projects. Our heart is for all who hear to be overjoyed at the experience of their permanent union with God and Jesus Christ. We bless you in His bliss. If this message blesses you, please consider sharing it and or donating at thefirehouseprojects.com, where you can find more free resources, upcoming event info, and links to monthly partnership or one-time giving toward Matt and Katie's ministry. Thanks again and enjoy the good news. go. I think we're going. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining, guys. We have uh we have folks on they'll be on our podcast, on our YouTube channel. We are now live on Facebook and on Zoom. So trying to get the word out there. Every every which way even got my my old no high like the most high sign out tonight. Thank you Jesus. <laughs> Shing ding ding.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Thank you, Lord. But yeah, it's going to be fun. So I I don't know if everybody has gotten a chance to check out Dr. C. Baxter Kruger's in series. Um, Hopefully you have. Yeah, that's what we're going to be discussing tonight. And even if you haven't seen it, um, we're not just going to, you know, We'll, we'll discuss concepts and things that came up in the video. So you'll be able to track, even if you uh, haven't seen it yet, you want to go back and watch it later. But um, these are our uh, Reformation and Resolution chats that I'm trying to do on some of these evenings. Um, and just, you know, because I believe we are in a global shift. Um, you know, sem- Semper Reformanda as we shared a couple weeks ago, uh, always reforming. The, the church is always reforming. We're always growing. Um, Paul prayed that the eyes of our hearts would be enlightened. I just pray that tonight, the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. Ooh, in the knowledge of Jesus uh, that our hearts would see. And uh, so, yeah, as we've called these reformation and resolution chats, you know, a reformation. Is, is something that goes back to the ancient paths as well as maybe seeing things that have never been seen before. And so we're, we're giving uh, you know, credit and credence to the historic church and we're, we're learning. And in many ways, we're going back to things that the modern church has forgotten, unfortunately, or gotten distracted from. We're returning to uh, the ways of Christ the ways of Jesus, all oh, but Jesus and Holy Spirit. Ah, imagine that. Um, but at the same time, we're also, you know, I believe we're seeing, uh, you know, ever clearer, you know, it says we see, we've seen through a mirror dimly, but we're seeing uh, greater and greater until the, till the full break of dawn, you know? So thank you, Lord. out like a ding dong till the day star shines in our hearts, dawns in our heart. So, I believe in this hour of history. Uh, our good a, a friend of mine um, that I've gotten to know a little bit over the last few years, but uh, Doctor C. Baxter Kruger is one of the key voices that you want to have on your radar. Holy glory, that you want to be tracking with. And so, in our uh, home church community, we just started a, a, a once a month discipleship topic. We're doing twelve. Topics in the year of 2022, and we watched Dr. Seabaxter Kruger's video in for our first topic, and I, I really feel like it's that foundational. It's like let's start here. This is a this is a place that we can start. It's solid ground. There's so much in there to discuss. Um, there's he covers so much, you know, just massive. And um, in our last two chats that we did in this format, we've been discussing heaven on earth and. Just, you know, which to me expresses uh, what Christ has done. The finished work of Jesus Christ, uh, Matthew 4, 17, Mark one fifteen expresses this gospel. Like, what is the essence of this message that we're proclaiming that Jesus actually did something that affects the here and now. Not just pie in the sky for after you die, but that we are in a union. That we are in a kingdom that cannot be shaken, as Hebrews 12 says that there is something that's already been established. And so we've been talking about that the last couple of weeks. We'll go into that a little bit more tonight. But I just want to jump into a few of the main points that I believe um, Baxter brought up in this video, which which bring clarity, um, which bring a a stability to our hearts, you know, uh, that bring – yeah, there's just – I don't know. I'm just so excited to be a part of a grace reformation, to be a part of a Trinitarian reformation, to be discovering a a more beautiful gospel than what so many of us may have grown up with, um, with its pressures, rules, regulations, distant God, uh, you know, unfinished message, no whack, you know. (laughs) That's not to say the church has completely lost her way, but In a lot of places, it can certainly feel that way. And I don't know if you grew up that way, but cheers. Either way, regardless. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) Ha ha. Hallelujah. So. So, you know, it, Baxter starts out with some awesome quotes from the early fathers, um, he quotes Athanasius. He he, he quotes uh, He quotes a more recent guy, uh, George McDonald. Um, so many good things. There, there's so many ways we could go in this conversation. And if you've seen it, um, those of you that are tuning in on Zoom, um, which is our monthly partners and friends, and um, the, if you want to bring up other points as the night goes on, feel free to chime in. We will be able to get your voice into the recordings, I believe. But I just want to start with this point, which I think is is really a thrust of Baxter's ministry? Um, the, obviously, the name of Baxter's ministry is Perichoresis, which talks about that Trinitarian life, that 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 dance, that intermingling that um, of the three and one. And I really believe, guys, in this Reformation. And here's what I put. And actually, let me send these out to you guys if you haven't. Um, I put this in the notes for tonight. I did put some discussion notes. Let's see if it's still got them. Uh, nope that that one didn't pull up yet. I can throw it into the Facebook chat real quick. I believe. Let me see here. Ooh, I don't know if it's gonna let me do that either. Help us, Jesus. Well, let me let me get this. I I can at least get it out to our Zoom our Zoom friends because I did put these. Get these down. Yeah, you can follow along. Thank you, Jesus. Um, there we go. So there's my notes in the Zoom chat. Hallelujah. Oh yeah, here I got them into the, uh... I think I can get them get to you on Facebook too. Oh, nope, it's not liking me over there. Well, I'll post these later for those of you uh, tuning in on Facebook, and it will be in the notes on YouTube. But, um, the first one, man, is just... I I said the foundational value of a God who is three in one, that we worship a God who is always in relational love from all eternity. Our God is agape family from all eternity. Uh John 1 1, John one eighteen, And this Baxter talks about this so often, you know, and I, I think I, and I, I preached this over our New Year's party, and and the foundational value of just the Trinity of knowing that our God is happy family of our uh, John 1.1. and this is what Baxter goes over so many times. He says the Word was 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 with God, and the Word was God. That our God has witness um, within the Trinity. There is a with. Um, uh, for, uh, John one eighteen. I, I love this one. This is a, you know, uh, let me let me just read it. Even it's so good. We'll look at John one eighteen real fast. Shaka ding dong. No one has ever seen God, but the only God who is at the Father's side, He has made Him known. That we're that we are worshiping, that we are in love with, that we're included in a God that has witness. And there's there's really. And, you know, the Trinity is not just a doctrine, you know, it's not just this doctrine to be argued about. But if our God isn't uh, relational love from all eternity, there's just massive implications there, right? Like, um, and this is what Baxter goes over with the three chairs, you know, which is one of his foundational teachings. He goes over in this video that instead of a distant God who's sitting in the corner waiting for us to, you know, we're the first time that this God has ever seen love. We have a triune God who's experienced relational love from all eternity. And just the difference in that picture, you know, how many of us, when we picture God, we still picture like maybe this old white man with a long white beard sitting on a throne somewhere all by himself, you know, maybe surrounded by angels kind of bowing down or something. But that's not the picture of our God. Uh, the picture of Abba, Jesus, and Holy Spirit, there's withness, there's relationship from all eternity past. And so, I mean, that one can be uh, explored and just reveled on for ages to come. You know, Baxter talks about holy, 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 <laughs> that these three are expressing, you know, within themselves, like uh, this withness, this relationship. Um, yeah yeah I, I'm just going to keep moving for the sake of time, but that one's just so massive. I think we forget that so often, but the second point I have I, I put in our notes and, and that I was getting from the video is uh the way that Baxter describes the two children who run into his arms in his office uh, how this is just like Jesus bringing us into the arms of the father. And if you haven't seen it yet, you know, he tells this story about how Baxter's sitting in his office, you know, just studying or whatever. All of a sudden he sees uh, his son and another boy peeking around the corner dressed in army gear and they just run in and they attack Baxter. You know, they just start wrestling with him and they're having this all out like play fight. And, and God was speaking to him through that, you know, and, uh, and I'll just read through through my notes some of the points that I, I got. It was like, we only know God through the way that Jesus brings us into his arms. Just like that little boy was Baxter's, well, actually Baxter's, I think it was his grandson actually in this story. And, and uh, you know, the other child didn't know Baxter at all, but because of the relationship of his grandson or because of the the, the intimate relationship that he had, the other boy was brought in immediately to play, to to a place that he would have been terrified to, you know, into that kind of intimacy just instantly. And how, um, was it Matthew 11, 27 says that uh, no one knows God except the Son and those who the Son reveals. And this, I mean, this is a a massive point as well um, worth discussing, but So many of us in the church over, you know, how many years have felt like we have needed to ascend into this relational status with God. You know, um, we all talk about it's not about religion. It's about relationship. Right. And yet we turn relationship into this work, into this thing that we have to accomplish when we've been given Jesus's relationship with the Father. This is something that the Torrance's explore so in depth and that Baxter really has such a pastoral way, you know, bringing it out. But um, John Crowder talks about this often. We don't relationship our way into God. You know, we're just because this is all about relationship. It's not about your own relationship. It's about being brought into Jesus's relationship with the Father. And, And this picture that Baxter gives in the video, I just feel like is so like it's just one of the best descriptions one of the best analogies or displays that we can realize for our own personal life um i said uh, i put in the notes no one knew god on their own and none of us would have had the confidence but because of jesus we can leap right into the father's arms laughing and playing getting to know this beautiful god through jesus's relationship A massive part of this reformation is the Father's heart message, the kind, happy, intimate, relational God that isn't looking for us to earn His love through right performance. Woo! Come on. Come on. Um, Yeah, man. There's so much there, guys. There's so much. Um, We only know God through the way that Jesus brings us into His arms and uh, I, I think, you know, this is a solution to so many areas of our heart and so many areas of our life. When we felt like, you know, if you say, say you screw up, you know, say even you get into sin or even grievous sin. Um, you know, first John chapter two says we have an advocate. And of course, when we realize grace, we know that our nature has been changed. I mean, we're not going to desire sin. Sin is not normal for us. But we have the good news of an advocate that carries us, that literally, like, there's not a, we can forget, we can get confused for a moment or a million years. It doesn't change where we're actually located inside of this relationship in Jesus's relationship, which is why, you know, there's, there's kind of always this thing in church life, right? Where you meet, uh, I don't, any of us can be tempted into it. When people start claiming how many years they've been in the Lord, right? I get it. There's value. There is value, right, to having a a consistent walk with the Lord, but it doesn't gain you any additional access, any additional favor, any additional blessings. Like, it doesn't. The newest believer that looks, that just one look upon Jesus, and and recognizes this reality has the same access, the same anointing, the same authority, the same favor, the same blessings, because we're not standing based on our own relationship with God. And that is, uh, that's really good news for me, I'll just say. <laughs> and if you think you don't need it, uh, may I, I just pray you get a revelation of grace. <laughs> because none of us stand um, we come in the name of Jesus. This is what we, we go over in our prayer series, you know, in the union prayer party that we're praying in the name of Jesus. We come in the name of Jesus. I'm not standing in the presence of God in Matt Sphinx's name, you know, and that's good news. Hmm. Ah, oh, shugga laga three, I put, and this, this is connected, you know, um, well, man, I don't even know if I can move further. Point two, point two, point five. We're we're at, we're at number two, two and a half here in my notes. <laughs> you know, one another part of this reformation that we're in, and it's just worth recognizing, is the happy God is is good, good Father revelation. Um, I know this still scandalizes people. You still get people all the time offended, and they they're like, "But what about?" This, you know, what about, you know, how come all so many of our icons have Jesus frowning, you know <laughs> But it's a massive thing that I think even so many churches take for granted now, just this picture where we're beginning to see God more like where Baxter described of, you know, the friendly guy in the office that son, the son can just jump into his arms and start play fighting with him, you know, rather than um, this God seated on some sort of unapproachable throne. Uh, that's, that's just always kind of stoic or always, you're always having to earn God's approval or whatever, but we actually have a happy God. And I think this is so much of what the Toronto revival, Toronto blessing brought in to was that, you know, they call it the father's blessing it, you know, even the eighties, the nineties, there was this massive thing about the father's heart and people getting a different picture of God than just God almighty. Baxter talks about this in the, in the, his in video that we're referring to um how just say, you know, Jesus starts out with our father in the, in the Lord's prayer, rather than, you know, God almighty, or, you know, Yahweh or El Yon or all these different, any different name that God, you know, that Jesus could have laid as a foundation, but our foundational approach now to God is father, is father. And not just any father, but, First uh, 1 Timothy 1.11 says the happy God, you know, the, the, uh, this is the, the God that Jesus knows, you know, how did, how do you think Jesus and the father have related to each other through all generations past, you know, and that's, that's so much of this reformation, a million, a million hours, we could talk about it, but shaka, like a ding dong, it's foundational. It's something that we almost take for granted now. And I, and I thank God for it, but Man, may we never forget how valuable that is. Um, point number three in the notes. This relational love is what defines holiness. A completely different view of holiness ra- rather than that holier-than-thou kind of a thing. Um, instead of mor- moral superiority, we see holiness. And, and that's, that's what Baxter is talking about with with the three chairs. If If God was always... You know, Father, Son, and Spirit staring into each other's eyes in a perfect unbroken intimacy rather than just this one single stoic being that we have to, you know, it's the first time this being's ever loved. It was when he created us. It's a massive shift. It's, it's so different. Um, and the way that we see holiness instead of this being that's just so unapproachable over here. Holiness is now defined as a category of perfect love, as, as their, the, the shared relationship that Abba Jesus and Holy Spirit have. Um, this is a part of this Reformation, guys. Our holiness is not about becoming a boring, stuffy, judgmental stoic. It's about the quality of love that we share. Um, whoa! I mean, I can't say that enough how massive that is, right? The quality of love that Abba Jesus and Holy Spirit share is what makes them so holy. And uh, Baxter walks through that quite a bit in the, in the video. It's worth diving into um, woo, the most excellent way, right? Uh, you know, so many people talk about, but what about the fear of the Lord? But what about the justice of God? And uh, I feel like something the Lord showed me some years ago is the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. But love is the most excellent way. And so it's almost like when you, you know, when you're first kind of learning about God or maybe even in the, the uh, shaka laga ding dong even in church history, it was like fear was kind of the beginning of where we started at. But, but the ultimate expression is love. And our view of holiness should be the same. It's like, yeah, there, there is some sort of like, you know, awesome, like standing in awe of this, this, you know, like this massive lion of Abba Jesus and Holy Spirit. Um, but man, when we when we see them up close, the most excellent expression of their being is this intimate uh, Trinitarian sharing of, of staring into each other's eyes in perfect intimacy from all eternity. That kind of love. It's what inspires the ultimate worship. Thank you, Jesus. So, so many good things. I'll just take a. I don't know if any, any of you guys online want to add anything. No pressure, but Shaka Laka Ding Dong. We're, we're discussing some meaty stuff. Good having y'all tonight. Glad you're tuning in. Um, shaka. Well, I'll just keep moving through this too then for the sake of time. Number four, uh, another beautiful point from this video. And this is the quote that Baxter starts right out with, but, um, he says, and I'll just read from my notes, but a, a God who is the lover of the entire human race, a God who includes the entire human race, a God who forgives the entire human race, um, You know, Baxter firstly quotes Athanasius and saying that God is the is is noble, um, is supremely noble and therefore the lover of the entire human race, which even that one sounds like so basic in some ways to us now. But, you know, throughout church history, a lot of the church has not believed that God is the lover of the entire human race. In fact, there's whole streams of denominations that say that some are predestined for heaven and some are predestined for hell, that God created them to go to hell. And, uh, (laughs) I thank God that we've, we've reformed beyond that now, Jesus. Um, but we still struggle oftentimes. And I feel like this is something that God is shifting. He's moving us into, uh, an inclusive that actually, um, all are not just potentially saved, but all are already included in God. And this is something that Baxter goes on to address and not just in this video, but in, in further videos, but the message of inclusion. And you get that even from um, one of the quotes in this, in this video, which is from JB Torrance that I love Baxter often quotes, but it says, he said, as he sat under uh, professor Torrance for so many years, he would always say forgiveness always precedes repentance and faith. Forgiveness always precedes repentance and faith. Whoa. That alone, you know. And, and uh, Baxter said one time he told J.B. Torrance, he said, uh, he said, you do realize that turns the whole of evangelicalism on its head, right? <laughs> and and J.B. goes, oh boy, oh my. <laughs> But it really does. You know, I, I remember I spent so many years in the prayer movement and intercession for revival. And, and one day as I was beginning to get the gospel, I asked one of my leaders, I said, does, does, um, does revival bring the presence of God or does the presence of God bring revival? And uh, my, my leader at the time said, well, it doesn't really matter. You know, it's kind of all that's just theological Uh, that's just theological talk. It doesn't really, you know, the point is we get revival, right? But the thing is, is so many of us feel like the blessings, the the good stuff, the ding, the glory, the revival, whatever it may be, only comes once we get stuff right. Maybe once we repent enough, maybe once we believe enough or whatever it is. Maybe if we yield enough, we submit enough. Maybe if we Whatever it may be. You know, most of us wouldn't say, wouldn't go right out and say we need to obey the ceremonial laws of Moses or the Old Testament, but we we turn faith into a work, we turn repentance into a work. And the massive shift, guys, it's a massive shift to know that our God forgave us and blessed us in Christ before we ever repented, before we ever believed. That's why we can repent and believe. Whoa. And it's, it's the presence of God that brings revival. I'll say it once and for all. Jesus came into our darkness and brought healing, restoration, life, and all the good stuff forevermore. When we were yet sinners, he blessed us while we hated him, while we were killing him. And this is the ultimate passage, you know, Luke 23, 34. He says, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. He forgave us long before we could repent or believe. That's why we can repent and believe. And so I just think that's so huge. It's so massive, guys, because you still in this day and age, it's one where you go to churches and they're just unaware of it. Just like, you know, the the team that I used to work with and they said, repent or, or revival in the presence, presence, revival, whatever. Because there's such a lack of clarity there, you almost always find our worship songs or you know, trying to get something to happen, trying to make something happen. Um, so much of our Christian activity. And and this will take us, I guess, into point five here of my notes. And one of the, I believe, and this is something I want to build on over the next few weeks. Um, it's one of the most massive things that Baxter that brought up in this entire video. It's um, uh, shaka-laka-laka. It's that one of the biggest points is that this gospel of the kingdom is not about a kingdom that we are trying to build or make happen, but it's about something that's already established by Abba, Jesus, and Holy Spirit. And one of the things that Baxter talks about in that video again is, uh, and how many of you can relate, he said, how many of us grew up in church and just, you know, you go into church and you, as a kid and you just feel like all these people are trying too hard, you know, <laughs> or it just feels like different than normal life. It's like these people are all dressing differently than they normally would. They're talking differently than they normally would. They're everything in this Sunday morning feels like we're trying to like perform. You know, and and oftentimes this this goes into our programs and our outreaches and our worship. And we're all trying to make something happen rather than realizing that we're already in a, a place where things are happening. Some people are saying that the volume is not working here. I don't know. Shaka-laka.
1: Ooh.
0: Let me make sure the volume's all the way up. There we go. But, you know, uh, it, th- this is what what Baxter said in the video too. He said, we don't make Jesus Lord. He's already the Lord. We recognize it. And I mean, that sounds, so, again, so basic. Everyone's like, yeah, well, of course, Jesus is Lord. No, you you don't make Jesus the Lord of your life. Just like your worship doesn't accomplish anything for God. Your Our prayers aren't building something. Jesus Christ did something once and for all. Um, and I, I really think that relates to the way we do church life. Like, so many of us are, you know, we, we feel like we have to change our language when we talk about God. You know, it's so funny Even people prophesy and they switch into old KJV or they're like, oh, pardon me, I didn't mean to cuss or whatever. And, and I get it, you know, whatever your choice is, you, you don't have to sound a certain way. But that's exactly kind of the point is you're already loved and accepted. <laughs> There's just so much already in this room where we're seat, where we're sitting right now. Uh, and and yet because we've felt like we need to make jesus the lord of, of the earth or here's another big one we we feel like we're bringing the kingdom somewhere you don't bring the kingdom anywhere hallelujah uh the kingdom jesus brought the kingdom of god once and for all the and his the whole earth is already filled with the glory um And here's how I said it in my notes. I just said, this is not something we are trying to bring, build, or make happen, but something that is already here, whether we like it or not, whether you know it or not, whether you believe it or not, we don't make Jesus Lord. He is Lord. Discipleship is not about making the kingdom come, whether in our lives or in somebody else's life, but recognizing that we are already included in this beautiful relational salvation fully accomplished in the Trinity. It's recognizing that objective reality, recognizing the ontological reality. You've been placed in union. The earth is already full of the glory of God. Um, As we read through some of the last few weeks, you know, Hebrews 12, 28 says, be thankful that you're receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. But so many of us are still afraid sometimes, you know, that uh, if we don't do this right, the kingdom's not going to come. You know, and it's a lot of pressure, guys, and it, it burns. It's why ministers are burning out. It's why it, what it's what causes the performance mentality in churches. Um, and I love, you know, what Baxter goes over in the video is like he said he met this uh, this firefighter guy. Right. That um, I, I, I think the story went what they're like, they're playing golf and they notice there's this there's this house that's smoking there's all this smoke coming from the side of the golf course you know and everybody runs over to see what's happening this whole house is on fire you know and uh, these firemen show up and they just start putting out the fires and this one particular dude just goes above and beyond going into the house to make rescues to like to to really go like just over the top in service of this family and this household and Baxter said you know in that moment I realized I really don't want to share the gospel with this guy because I'm afraid he's going to go to church and uh, and all of a sudden they're going to tell him that he's not filled with the love of God and here's all the stuff he has to do. When here's this man that, you know, and I guess after talking to him, it was like the guy wasn't a believer or anything, but the love of God was already operating in his life, that there was already so much going on. Now, Baxter wasn't saying like, you know, he doesn't preach the gospel. He doesn't want people to become a Christian, but because of the state of where the church is in, he's like, man, I saw so much kingdom in the life of that firefighter that was just doing what was in his heart to do that I didn't want to send him to one of our religious temples, you know? And uh, how many times have you felt that way? Like, this has been such a shift for me, you know, is I already see Christ everywhere I go. I see him in everyone it's already been done. Um, this inclusion, this, this gospel, Jesus did something at the cross. We don't make Jesus Lord. There will be greater fruit in our life when we recognize Jesus is Lord, but he's already operating even in your unbelieving neighbor. Um, now that's a scandal. That's a scandal to get you kicked out of a lot of places. But uh, it's the only message, guys, that takes salvation off of our shoulders. It's the only message that takes that pressure off. It's the only one that'll keep you from long-term burnout if you get into ministry, is knowing, guys, Jesus is already Lord. Even if your buddy hasn't made him Lord yet, he's still already Lord. The, the, the fruit of the cross is already manifesting all over the earth. Now that, then people would say, well, why even preach the gospel? Well because when you know it you will see greater fruit in your life. It's like you already have a relationship with Abba Jesus and Holy Spirit. but when you can consciously commune it's it's everything is increased as far as fruit and and joy and just you know all the the gospel good evil will manifest more but they're already there. This isn't something that comes upon our shoulders and I think that's one of the biggest points of the video in of Baxter's teaching in is understanding you are already in. Even if you're the weakest, even if you you hate God, he already puts you in, right? Isn't that what Romans says? While we were yet sinners, he died for us. While we were enemies, uh, he made us his friends. And that objective reality, guys, is the foundation of this reformation. It's the foundation of the restolution. Why can we rest? not just because, oh, we want to be a bunch of lazy guys or rest is more fun. Uh, It's because it's already established. The kingdom of heaven is already at hand, whether we know it or not, whether we believe it or not. So uh, I just want to give another moment. Does anybody want to respond or just, you know, share anything else or anything else that you got out of this Baxter video um, for discussion? I do like to, you know, at least give opportunity for these to be not just a monologue or a chat my buddy matt nichols saying something on here what does repentance look like in this context good question brother you already know ha. <laughs> but i'll say you know repentance like like you know brother francois has taught like so many of us have heard you know in the greek is the word metanoia um, which actually repentance may be a, a, a kind of a strange translation of it, but it's, it's about uh, your mind co-knowing with God what is already true. So repentance is, you know, to read, to, to pent is the highest place or the, like the penthouse. So it's a return to the highest way of seeing, of, of believing about reality. Now people are like, well, are you watering down repentance? So it doesn't mean a change of lifestyle no, the change of lifestyle is important, but it comes as a fruit. It's, it's not, and again, that comes exactly back to that concept of, um, do we repent in order to get forgiven or are we forgiven? Therefore we repent. And that it's massive because it's, it's a, that's what will shift you out of a works mentality, out of striving, out of that endless struggle to get more of God, to feel more blessed, to feel more intimate, to see more fruit. Um, it's knowing that those things are already yours. Therefore, your, your repentance is seeing that is, is then your mind, you know, returning to that highest place of seeing the truth of what, and that's, isn't it the truth that sets us free, right? So Jesus said, you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. So repentance is co-knowing the truth together with God. You know that. <laughs> Any other responses? So good, guys. This is this fun?
1: Yeah, I, I'm loving this. Woo-hoo! This has been uh, a stiff drink. This is it. I mean, this is the gospel here, and I love the way you just made. You took the five points from that video and just kind of laid them out straightforward, and and.
0: Uh, yeah, brother and, Paul.
1: Uh, you brought that sign out behind you. There's no high. <laughs> there's high-
0: actually,
1: I actually have uh, done some time with
0: that so <laughs> yes you, you have, have brother <laughs> the streets of Las Vegas. Uh, and
1: uh, i'm reminded this whole thing reminds me like because you bring up a good point if everyone's in if it's already done if it's finished then what what is
0: the purpose and what is the point yeah <laughs> right and i'm like here I am, it's 99 degrees, there's a team of us here, we're in Vegas, <laughs> and uh, we already spent
1: the first half of the morning in the uh, Catholic charity, I don't know what that was, like compound, I guess you could call it, with like a couple thousand homeless people
0: there. Yeah. And then we, we went and had lunch, oh, at the, at the, at my so good. the first time having uh, vegan
1: tacos, and that was a trip, that was uh, something beautiful. uh, we ended up doing the signs there and going to the uh, the old Las Vegas Strip and while I was holding that sign (laughs) you know I was myself enjoying this gospel in a way which others could see so as I was taking the escalators in the city of bliss Las Vegas, with the sign in my hand, I was puffing on our Lord. Right, I was, I was experiencing this message of bliss. And when people saw me like this, they stuck their hand out. Why? Because they wanted
0: that high. Come on, bro.
1: I passed them like this, and all these people—it's like if it was, if it was multiple people where they were
0: like wanting to take what I had. Yes. They just saw the
1: beaming light of God, and they're like, "Give me some of that." And and, and then they go, and I'm like, "Here you go." I'm like, "Don't drop it," you know. And they go to grab it, and they're like, "What is it? what?" And then, there's nothing in there. And it's like, and then they look at me like, "What's that?" And I'm like, "Bro, you're." A woman. <laughs> Uh, come course, on this message hits you this hits you and then it hits those around you and then and when you make it when you lay it down in these five points like baxter does and and, and you did matt this is it man this this gets me
0: drunk come on bro like,
1: man, I, I just had to share that story
0: <laughs> yeah i I don't know if everyone on Facebook could hear all that, but he's just sharing his testimonies from when we were sharing the gospel in Vegas last summer. And, uh, whoa. and that's the thing, you know, people are like, well, this message, you know, it, well, why do evangelism anymore? I'm like, are you kidding me? Like you have the, this is the greatest news in the world. Why share it? Like <laughs> you don't, if people don't understand when you re when you remove fear and you remove, you know, uh, I mean, fear and works really, they're like, well, why should I still do anything in ministry? I'm like, oh man, that is such a shift. And I remember thinking that way, but now it's such a foreign concept to me because it's like, I I do remember, you know, because you're almost taught in evangelism, it's all about rescuing guys out of the fire, right? Like, well, there's a burning building. You got to get in there and get people out. It's like, well, what if, okay, what if this isn't just about avoiding fire, you know, what if it's about sharing with people, the, the greatest feast of all time, the greatest joy of all time instead. it And it's so funny. It's like, like somebody in love, you know, isn't going to tell people about their beloved, you know, well guys, if you just, if you just cause people to get, you know, just in love and you're not using fear, they're going to get fat and lazy brother. It's like, dude, I've never seen people more passionate to share than when they're in love. And, uh, think it's enough well shakalaka so good and and it's the fruit i mean that's what we've seen we're, we're going out again and uh in uh, the beginning of april we're taking a whole week we're going down to florida we're doing outreaches and a lot of my gracie friends are the most evangelistic people i know so i don't know religion gets afraid of it though shaka let's see what else is going on in here how do you preach the gospel now someone's saying and uh Is the gospel preaching different now compared to the old religious way? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) This is the gospel we're reveling in tonight, right? Like this is honestly it. Uh, You know, telling people about something that's already here um, versus how you can make it happen. And uh, I think that is just so massive, guys. Um, And it it really brings a piece Uh, I I don't know how you can have peace in religion. I I don't know how they talk about a peace that passes understanding, but everyone's always praying for it. Lord, please, please, please give me the peace. You know, but this message produces a peace. Why? Because it's something that's established, not dependent on your performance, you know? So we're just telling some, you know, telling people about the objective reality. We're telling people about, their inclusion rather than how to get included. Um, you know, and I'll, I'll just say one, one more thing. We've got a few more minutes, but one one of my favorite things that, that Baxter talks about in this was, uh, uh, I don't Actually, I don't know if I want to go there. That's a massive conversation point, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's just so much to unpack in this video guys. I, I want to highly recommend it. If you haven't seen it, or watch the whole series to, to check out. Um, and, and it's free on YouTube. You can just look up in, um, Dr. C Baxter Kruger. But, uh, you know, my last point I put in the notes was, um, do we realize the historic significance of these previous five points? Do we, do we understand the massive reformation that we're in? And I guess maybe that's the point I want to kind of close on, but I, I want to continue to encourage us guys. Like, you're, we're at a massive point in history. Um, really every generation, it's an opportunity, right? But sometimes we, we look at our lives so small, you know, we're like, well, what does it matter? My impact, you know? Um, but what if like Luther had said that, you know, I mean, what if Athanasius had said that or like, you, you are the ones you've been waiting for. Um, shaka like a ding dong. The, <laughs> and, and this stuff, you know, whether even if you have a small group, or if you're going to a church, or you're you know you're hanging out, even in your workplace, this stuff makes massive impact. And the more that we just firstly enjoy it for ourselves, right? Like, just just allow the areas of your life to come under the influence of this message. This is the transforming. You know, Paul said, "I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it's the power of God." Uh, this stuff that we're talking about isn't just like good theology. It's what transforms our life, right? And so, but it not only our life, it actually is, you know, people are like, well, there's so much suffering in the earth or there's so much, you know, uh, whatever. This message is the solution. And the stuff that we're beginning to see, you know, is causing a shift. And, and uh, a lot of times it's like once you see it, you can't unsee it. You know, that's what's so good about this gospel is, I can't unsee this anymore. And so even just sharing it with a few friends, it's like, man, uh, the dominoes start to fall, the light bulbs start to go on. And next thing you know, I mean, what if the church wasn't known for judgmentalism anymore? What if the church wasn't known for religion? What if all of a sudden our worship songs and you actually, we are starting to notice it, right? Like, I, the more I I turn on Christian radio, more and more I'm hearing uh, about Jesus. I'm hearing about what He's done. They're not as beggy anymore. They're not as crying and complaining anymore. <laughs> uh, I think there there really is a shift, and that's something that Baxter touches on even in that video. He said, you know, um, when he started preaching this in the '90s, like there's there were very few, and now there are whole denominations. I mean, that have have recentered around this message. Um, What's the one that some of our friends, like Dr. Eric Wilding was a part of, uh, they were kind of a cult back in the day and now they've actually embraced the Trinitarian message and shifted an entire like cult to, a to uh, oh, I can't even remember the name of it right now. You guys know which one it is. Um. Anyway, it, there's been a massive shift and it's happening. I don't know if we realize that. Um, let's see, I'm getting a couple more questions in here. I'll touch on these real shortly and then we're going to close out, but... Matt says, Holy Spirit is what confirms this to people when we preach. Yes, absolutely. There's no pressure to convince anyone of this message. Yeah. And then uh, Amy says, how do we handle trauma around us and honor the struggle and yet introduce the lover? Oh, Ethan said that denomination I was referring to is Grace Communion International. You're right, bro. That's it. That's it. Good word. Oh, Dante got it too. Yeah. And they're not the only ones. There's a lot of people starting to wake up to this, but okay. Back to this last question. This one comes up a lot. It's really good. Um, how do we handle trauma around us and honor the struggle and yet introduce the lover, Jesus, lover, King Jesus? Um, yeah. You know, I think this message really, uh, yeah. and and Baxter's actually super good at ministering that particular if you you know read some of his stuff, um, read the Shack and the Shack Revisited, super good. But I think this message has a lot to say to those who are hurting, especially because you know some, uh, when you're at your weakest is the time when you're like, man, I can't perform, I can't get God to bless me, I can't you know do all this stuff anymore. I'm weak, I'm struggling, and we're proclaiming a, a Jesus who meets us right where we're at, as Torrance says. Uh, by assuming the human form, by Jesus becoming a man, He went to the depths of our human experience. He comes from the very, the, the deepest, even the darkest places that we've been. Jesus has been there and is there still. And uh, like you said, this this is something that's that a kingdom that's in every place. We're not bringing the kingdom. The kingdom is with the hurting. The kingdom is with the dying, the kingdom is with the broken, the kingdom is right there. And so we just proclaim that. And it's not, um, well, brother, you should be healed or you should be feeling better. Now you should be coming out of your struggle. You should be no, like, and and that's some people see our joy and they think, oh man, I wish I could be like that. You know, and you guys probably think everybody should be like that. It's no, that's not the frame of mind when you hear this message. This message is all of the glory of God is right where you're at, no matter how you feel, no matter how you, what you've done, what's been done to you. In Jesus, all of God and all of man are inseparably united. I, you don't have to strum up joy. You don't have to try to manifest anything. It's already here. It's already here. God is with us. God is in us. So I'll probably end it there for tonight just because we're going to do our shakalaka glory party here in just a few minutes, our prayer party. If you want to join us over on that, you're welcome to. It's uh, every night at 10 p.m. Eastern, which is about nine minutes from now, um, at prayerparties.org. And we just revel in this reality. We revel in Abba, Jesus, and Holy Spirit. And we have a fun time. A lot of you guys join us. Um, But Thank you guys for for tuning in. And those of you that are going to listen later on, uh, we're so blessed, man. We are in, we're in, (laughs) we're in the glory that Jesus had with the Father from before the world was, Uh, (laughs) and even greater. Um, But if you're blessed by this stuff and you want to sow into our ministry, we do this full time, Katie and I, we're traveling around the world preaching it. We're taking it to the streets. We have an orphan an orphanage in Nepal. We have all kinds of ministry to do. Um, go to thefirehouseprojects.com and give a little, so a little shig as we say. Maybe you want to donate or partner with us. That's a blessing. If not, you're super blessed regardless. But uh, that helps us out. Thefirehouseprojects.com can donate. Um, we're just glad you're here tonight. Uh, This was the third of our Restolution chats. If you want to go back and watch the other two, that's awesome. Um, We're going to keep doing these probably once a week or so um, at at 9 p.m. Eastern time before our prayer party. Um, Wow, I'm just getting hit already. Excited to pray. Um, Bless you guys. Lord, thank you for waking us up to this glory, for waking us up to what's already here in our lives that we couldn't bring, that we could never have made happen. We are in. Hallelujah. Thanks, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in to the Firehouse Chronicles with Matt and Katie Spinks. Check out all of the events and other grace and glory resources we've been inspired to host at thefirehouseprojects.com. There's so much brewing right now. Also, Matt and Katie do ministry full-time with the support of partners like you. So if you're blessed by our ministry, would you consider becoming a monthly partner or making a one-time donation at thefirehouseprojects.com slash donate? The more partnership we have, the more resources and nations we get to reach with this glorious good news. So thank you so much. Cheers, deep drinks, and until next time.